Welcome to the She Runs It podcast. We're your hosts, Sarah Ratzloff and Nicole DeBoom. We are two successful female business owners who found strength, confidence, and community through fitness and want to share that gift with you. Join us as we talk about what really matters to active women. We can't wait to hang out with you, so let's get started. Welcome. Hi, friends. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us again. We've got a really fun topic today. <laughs> but before we get there, wait, don't, isn't there something new or some kind of change going on at Skirt? Well, we have some new stuff that we're working on, which is great because the topic for today is about change um, and kind of how that actually looks in your life. So yes. Well, and you know, last time when we talked, uh, you shared a little bit with me about the beginning of skirt and like why you named um, things happy girl and gym girl. And it was really fun to hear that because I didn't know. I think you didn't even have a party girl. You had a party girl skirt, right? Oh yeah. And a school girl, a school girl. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, you know, I have not, um, I'm in my third design season here of skirt sports. So I have learned a lot so much and I have, we do have, um, you know, we tried to, keep all the like most popular originals that, um, skirt sports was known for and that all of you love, um, skirt sport for, but then, um, I love data and trends and, and watching to see what's happening and listening to our customers. So a couple of things that we've done is we actually have, so the redemption shorties, which I would never have worn these before I call it, they're like bike shorts, right? That's probably all you ever lived in, Nicole. Well, wait, this is funny because this whole trend of the biker short came into the running scene. I was like, well, wait, does it have a chamois, which is a pad? Because that's what's actually in bike shorts. But if they don't, they just call them bike shorts, which I find very confusing. But anyway, blah, blah. But they're so comfortable. I didn't even know. So like the redemption shorts, we make them in six inch and eight and eight inch. And I was like, I would never wear anything as long as eight inches. Oh, I put those on and I love them. My daughter as well. She's 10 and she's like her favorite thing to wear ever. But, you know, we also, um, I like, I do like things a little bit shorter too. So we actually made a four inch redemption short because we have a lot of CrossFit um, fans out there as well, who tend to like something a little bit shorter, some runners and things like that. So we have a four inch redemption short coming out in this, this um, probably by May or June, it's going to come out, which I'm excited about. Well, and can I bring up, you know, with these inseam things, so you're talking eight inch, six inch, four inch. So a lot of people just look down at their thigh. Say you're sitting and they'll like go, okay, so four inch would be like four inches from the crease of my thigh to my finger. But that's not actually true. The way you measure your inseam is that seam that runs um, through the middle of the crotch. So they're shorter than, so it's confusing a lot to people when they go, Oh, eight inches. So eight inches like down to my knees. And you're like, no, no. If you lay the shorts flat and you look at the seam that goes right through center crotch and you measure eight inches from there, that's eight inches. So you're saying from, if you measure from your lady parts Uh to your 
whatever. Two That's your end theme. Is that about, is that about right? Yeah. And then here's the other confusing thing is that fabrics have different stretch levels, right? So some yeah. fabrics stretch more. So it could be eight inches from that lady parts to end of, yeah. you know, the, the kind of the hem, the, the turnover at the opening of the leg, but with a different fabric that maybe has more compression and more stretch, it's going to look longer on your leg. So people are always like, well, this one's longer than that one. You're like, yeah, we used a different fabric. It's like, okay, so trust us. Trust us out there. We so funny that you say know, that because I, I actually don't know what the inseam is either. <laughs> I really appreciate you schooling me. Well, what I do is I, I take it and I put it on and I say, do I like it or do I not? And that you need that too. Like we need all of it. And that's the thing. Like when you're obviously, you know, the technical part too, but you need to be the person who at the end of the day makes the decision and says, do I like it or not? Would I wear it? Would other people wear it? Right. Exactly. Well, and you know, we ask a lot, we have um, our group of ambassadors that they love to give us their, um, their thoughts and opinions as well, which is great because it's, you know, as we're developing things, it's, um, we don't all think the same and it's so fun because I feel like, oh, everyone feels the way I do. They don't, they don't. And when we (laughs) ask everyone, like everyone has such a different opinion. So it's really cool. So anyways, Yeah. So we have also, I want to share because right before you passed the baton to me, you guys created um, an all in collection, which was kind of these, these higher rise leggings. And again, ones that I was like, I would never wear something that high. And now I put them on and I'm like, I will never take these leggings off. So we took our all in high rise legging, um, which is like a full length legging. And then we, everyone loves the seven eighths length. So we are now making it in full length and seven eighths. So it's exciting. It's, I mean, you know, you might be listening and think, well, that's doesn't seem like a big deal. You didn't make a new skirt, but it was, it's, it's, you know, taking the feedback that we get and then, um, and kind of adapting it. And, you know, we're planning a year out, 18 months out. So the feedback, we have to get it in as soon as we possibly can, to make those adjustments. So anyways, if you're still listening and we're not, not bored by our discussion of inseams and lengths. Oh my God. um, I want to like keep talking about inseams. Like I have more to say, but you know, we're going to stop because we've got more cool things to, to and if you want to, if you want to try any of these things. So the new ones that I just talked about are not out yet, but if you want to try the all in high rise legging, actually we're running a big sale right now, but I don't know when you'll actually be listening to this. You can always get a 20% off discount with pod 20 P O D 20 on your full order at skirtsports.com. And you know, let me just add, if you are height challenged, some of our shorter friends out there, for a lot of brands, if you're height challenged and maybe you, you do size large or XL or plus size, oftentimes those leggings go down over your foot, past your foot, past your toes. That's why the seven eighths inch works really well for our height challenged friends. It does. And if you try the redemption shorts that we were talking about, those can be worn regardless of your height. They fit tall, <laughs> medium, and short. I love so, it. Nicole, I think we should talk about our topic today, 
which I'm kind of excited about. Um, uh, yeah, me too. We wanted, we wanted to talk to you guys about, um, what happens when you make a decision or make a change, um, and then the actual kind of reality of that, Nicole, I think you had a better way of saying that. Well, so, can we just sum it up and just yes. say, I just got a puppy. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, Sarah, can we please talk about adding something new to your life and you can plan for it and you That's can it, adding something new. Oh, did you lose your microphone? So yes. So I, when you add something new, I do this all the time. You plan for it. And it's like the new thing is like this pretty shiny toy, right? So for you, it's a, it's, um, it's a new puppy, right? Oh, this is going to be amazing. Or, oh, I'm going to take on the skirt sports business. And from the outside, oh, this looks amazing. Or I'm going to run a half marathon or right. And then, and then you start, you get the puppy, you buy the business you start training for the race, you buy a new house, you start a new, uh, I don't want to say a diet plan, but you start, you want to eat different, right? So like, oh, I'm going to eat green. I'm going to eat healthy. And then, you know, as you get into it, it's like, oh, well, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, do I still have to do this? Well, exactly. And I think one of the and I did lose my mic, but I'm back. You know, I'm I'm a little frazzled right now because one of the things that we sort of forget to do, maybe because we just assume that we're super women and we can do it all and everything, but we don't plan to take things away often when we add something. And I don't know about you, but like I have a pretty overflowing plate. And so when I decide I want to add, or maybe I don't right now have an overflowing plate. Well, I did have an overflowing plate. So like, if I'm going to add something new, like a puppy, what is going to be taken away? Because there's going to be a lot of time and energy put into that. And you can't just say sleep, like I'll sleep two hours a night. And then the rest of it, you know, like I'll still do everything. That's been my plan for years. <laughs> it doesn't work well. Well, it's, you know, it, the sleep uh, deprivation catches up to you eventually. And then that's going to cause burnout and all those other things we talked about in previous episode. And so, well, yeah, it's it's interesting because as you said that you're like, well, because we don't plan to take away things. And I like my jaw dropped and I was like, oh, what a novel idea. Yeah, I saw mean, your jaw. I was we, like, wait. Is she getting ready to debunk this <laughs> philosophy or no? Kind of I was like, oh, what a great idea. What an amazing idea. Well, it's it's the ebb and flow of life, right? But it's not, we don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really know how to plan for those. I wish I were better at it, you know, but to say, because it does, it sort of feels like we've got an infinite plate. Oh, right. we'll just move the broccoli over and add this new right. puppy or we'll just, you know, shove over this one business and add another one. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Right. So there's a few things. There's this idea of your planning and mm -hmm. you're doing your very best to get yourself started off on the right foot. Is there a flaw right. in that thinking? Like what? Can't, could we do something differently? Because the reality is has in my 
experience never been exactly the same as the plan. So should we just not plan? Like what, what's going on? No, you know what I think it is. Um, and I think I'm very guilty of this. Like I seen something shiny and new and I, Oh, I want to do that. Right. Oh, that would be so much fun. If, or, or like, Oh, if I had this, it would actually change my life. I would be a different person and I would be happier. And I mean, I don't think that you're saying that about a puppy per se, but right. There's some sort of like perceived value that would come from this new thing. Um, I know for me, it's often a distraction. Um, and it's fun to think about the new thing. And we're obviously talking about puppies, but I think we are actually asking you as our listeners to think about what's your what puppy? Are those shiny, uh-huh. <laughs> what are those shiny new things that look so amazing and that, that you want, want to take on. Um, I mean, honestly, think about relationships, how many relationships have looked shiny and new and you don't really look behind it and say, um, there's some like shit on a newspaper behind that person over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which comes with a new puppy. There's poop on a newspaper and Hello. you can see it, you know, but, but when you start seeing a new person or when, like kind of, I don't think we think about it. I don't think we often, um, consider, uh, the, the reality of, of what we're doing because we're so distracted by shiny and new. Well, and what you, what you're getting at, I think is, and you mentioned this perceived outcome and then we start to develop. So the outcome is life will be better, right? Yeah. Or if I get a puppy, my kid will finally be happy and stop bugging me. And my kid will actually do some work. Right. Oh, God. Like you didn't puppy think that was going to happen, did you? Well, I, you know, now I'm <laughs> definitely questioning it. But, you know, it's this. So, so then you know, you I have- tested that. <laughs> I tested that theory with a hamster first, not oh a puppy. God. Oh, my God. Can I tell you our puppy pickup story and how quickly the reality sunk in? I would love to hear this, okay. by the way. Yeah. Let's let the listeners know that your puppy is adorable and it's a little adorable little French bulldog, right? <laughs> Which is super so, trendy so... right now. Your dog is so trendy. My dog is completely trending. Um, we're apparently trending because French bulldogs have just hit the, is it the AKC? And as the number two dog. Oh, wow. Yeah. Number one is still like golden retrievers. And somehow French bulldogs are the number two most in demand. You're going to see a lot more Frenchies. So our dog is named Pickle. He is a black and tan. And we knew he was coming. Like we've known he's been coming since the holidays when we said, all right, we will look into and reserve a puppy. Okay. Uh And here, you know, life is going to change and we're going to get a puppy, but he's going to be amazing and so funny. And we're looking at all these reels on Instagram nonstop where the puppy's like sitting there going, look at that distinguished gentleman over there. And and, and my favorite one. Like when they do the distinguished gentleman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the distinguished gentleman. And then there's one where what was that? Yeah, sorry. I'm just yeah, I'm interrupting you. You go ahead. No, I love it. And there's one where, and I didn't ever realize this might be our life where it's like bad weather and the Frenchie is taken outside, looks at the weather. And then it's like, um, no, thank you. Nope. Not going to happen. And like runs back inside. 
And he says immediately, no, immediately, no. And just like run it back inside. Well, the second day we had our puppy, it was an eight inch spring storm, uh, eight inches of snow on the ground. And he's a shivering, tiny little puppy. But um, we actually drove to Utah from Colorado. Wow. walk into this breeder who is just a wonderful people and they have a wonderful compound. Pickle is the cutest thing in the world. Um, here's the funny thing. I realized this in retrospect, it was all rainbows and unicorns when we were there, but we were in like the room where all the puppies play and, yeah. you know, there's a puddle. So good. He had peed and they clean that up. And then I'm immediately like sitting on the floor And like Uh he's jumping on me and Wilder's like crawling on the floor and like loving on her puppy and all that. And later realized like that's the room they all pee and poo in and play in all the time. And we didn't even wash our hands for like three or four hours because everywhere we went, like the bathrooms were closed and we're just like throw more hand sanitizer on. But um, so instead of like rainbows and unicorns on the outside, but like shit and piss in the real life world. (laughs) Right. So, and crying in the middle of the night, I'm guessing too. Well, You'll get to that part. That might be coming so far. We've been a little lucky there, but by the end of the six hour drive home, like I would look back and Wilder was just in heaven going, this is the best day of my life. And they were like, okay, so we're going to get home and we'll need you to watch him. And she goes, do you think you guys could watch him? And I just want to have a little iPad time for a minute. We were like, what? <laughs> believe it. I really like in my head, didn't think that would happen that fast or at all. Like I just, Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm so stupid. I didn't think about it like that. I was just like thinking about it from my experience as a mom trying to do something that would give my daughter the greatest gift of her life for the next 10 years. Right. And what I realized very quickly is I'm giving myself the greatest gift of my life for the next 10 years. So it's interesting because all we could do was plan by buying a few things and thinking about it. But then when we got home, we were like, oh, my God, we need another barrier. Oh, my God, we need like five pounds of those potty pads. Oh, my God, he's not going to the bathroom outside. What are we going to do? And we're like, on pins and needles. You're watching this puppy. For every little movement going, is he going to pee? Is he going to poo? Oh, my God. And like you can't live that way. It creates more stress. And then immediately Uh within like two days, you're sitting there going, what did we do? Why did we do this? Well, so here's an interesting thing I'd like to share. Thank you. Please share. I need help. Because I always find at the beginning of a change, things get really crazy. Right. So it happens in my personal life. It happens in business. Like we implement a new tactic or strategy or one of my kids starts a new activity. Right. And the beginning feels like chaos because we don't know what's happening. Right. So it's like, and it's true. You literally don't know what's happening. You can't make sense of it. Things are, and then you're not prepared to, you know, expect it. And and all that. And you just feel super off kilter. But the great part is over time, you kind of enter a new norm, right? 
and it evens out and, and maybe there's miscommunication with, you know, multiple people involved. Right. But at some point, maybe you start holding Wilder accountable for what she's, I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath for that because my children still have yet to walk the dog and feed him. But, um, but they do love him. And they tell me even five years later, mom, Miles is the best. He's such a good part of our family, mom. We love him so much. Thank you for getting us our little puppy. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think the beginning is, is hard, right? So it's like, oh, there's this amazing new thing. And the, then you, you start to do it and it's, it's confusing and unexpected. And maybe it makes you angry. Some like, what the hell was I thinking? And I'm so mad. And now let me just give it back. Or like, let's, this isn't what I thought. Let's, let's give it back. And, and then um, I bet in another two months, you'll be in a much better position. Plus it'll be warm. So he can actually go to the bathroom outside. Okay, Sarah, this is actually really helpful. And I would like to give you one more puppy example that you could maybe translate to the real world, just like you did or other, you know, more universally um, (laughs) uh, owned things. So it might not be wilder as much as Tim coming to grips with the fact that we got this puppy. So I was the last one on board, to be honest. Uh And Tim and I had our last puppy 20 years ago and we had two dogs and then they both passed. And then we were like, we can't do another dog. It's too sad. And then months later, we're like, maybe we could just look at the humane society. And we're literally starting to get the puppy juices flowing again. And I got pregnant. And so we were like, okay, no puppy. We'll do baby. So Wilder was born literally like a dog whisperer. She came out attached to furry creatures. Like it's just something that I, we have known would probably need to be in her life. So we waited 10 years. She's 10 and we promised this dog. So Tim and her are watching these videos. I mean, literally we got wooed into puppy from Instagram, Instagram reels, you know, wooed us in. So we get the dog and we bring him home. And I knew that we would spend a couple weeks like really giving up most of our schedule and like mm-hmm. workouts, things that, you know, are pretty important to us. And I have a back recovery, surgery recovery that I am okay doing that with. Right. Yeah. But um, Tim has struggled more than me. And yesterday he goes, I just have a question. He's like, so why when we were just hitting a point in our life where Wilder's 10, she can stay home for a couple hours by herself. Now we could go out and do stuff. We're just looking at this new range of freedom for ourselves, like as a couple. And why did we do this now? Because now that's completely blown that's my Tim voice. That's completely out the window. And it's going to be like 10 more years before we get freedom again. Okay. You guys, Tim, (laughs) that way he doesn't talk that way. But it is true. Dogs like, I mean, dogs, you have to take care of them. 
you have to take care of dogs. I, I mean, I find that thankfully my mother lives like right next door to me. So she can actually take my dog whenever and I'll forget. She'll be like, um, Hey, you're going to go out of town. Do you want me to watch the dog? And I'm like, Oh mom, I'm so thankful for you. You're amazing. But here's what I think the lesson is. Don't believe what Instagram tells you. <laughs> that. That is my nugget of wisdom for anyone who is listening. Instagram is a lie. In case you didn't know, it is all of it. <laughs> so yeah. if you if you look at Instagram and you think, oh, why can't I be faster? Why can't I be thinner? Why can't I run more races? Why can't I go on more dream vacations? It's all a lie. Except for like five people. Five people really actually live that life. <laughs> well, it is so true. And like, why can't my dog just be a distinguished gentleman sitting on the couch all the time, not being well, when he's pooping. 15, <laughs> 15. And it's only in an Instagram reel, which lasts for 10 seconds. If all of life's best moments lasted, you know, I mean, it's that's not unfortunate. That's not real life. Right. So um, I think what you guys just need to find a good dog setter or, a, or a, a doggy daycare of some kind so you can have your freedom. Well, mm -hmm. I think the other thing is that when you are doing something, adding something to your life that's new, and it could be career or puppy or having a baby or whatever, you and your family need to have some discussions and be on the same page with how you're going to execute things when they actually happen. Like if yeah. you need one person in the family to sort of take point, they take point, you know, or right. whatever it is. But, and I know a lot of that works itself out as you go, but um, I do think there, I need to know how Tim and I are going to get through this be, and that I am not alone. Can you just tell me that? Like, were you married when you had your puppy? Yes. And we probably shouldn't discuss is, that. Didn't. Okay. So was that the, the puppy actual breakup? Well. Oh no. We're no, 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 okay. no, no, um, no, but it was, um, the puppy was not well received. There was a lot of concern with the peeing and the pooping and the, right. the all that. So it was a lot of work. Actually, what you're describing is very similar to what, um, I went through. And then a lot of the responsibility fell to my shoulders because nobody else was walking him, you know, and, and it was just, it was, it was, it's tough. It's like having a newborn to be, to be honest. So, you know, but you will, you'll get you. I'm sure when you had Wilder, it was also, it was probably even more. I mean, you were like, again, this thing, this living thing is crying and needs to eat and has to pee and poop. And, you know, we well, said pee and poop like a lot of times. In there's this. a lot. I mean, the, well, we could <laughs> use other words, but, and I think I did once, but, yeah. you know, I also think that just like many of the topics we discuss, adding something new to your life requires a large amount of flexibility with your planning. Because as we've mentioned, the plans yeah. often don't go to plan or they're completely different. The needs are different and you've got to be able to roll with the punches. 
You, you really do. You know, I think about too, even I think any major change you need to like create sort of a wide berth for it and, and allow yourself time to react and adjust. I know even my mom, she really struggled with retirement, you know? So, and I've heard that, that often, um, it's like, okay, well, here's this big change. It means I have more time and less to do, but that's really scary. Um, or, you know, what, major changes, job, life, um, you know, adding new life or, or, um, death of a loved one. Um, I mean, those are major changes. I think that, that, that take a lot to get used to, but to your, you're referencing something that you sort of like purposely choose. Right. So I'm going to add something new, a new activity, a new change or whatever. And, and I think you're right. We've got to consider, the importance of, well, what else becomes less important at that time? So, you know, I will, I had a a tough struggle this winter where my daughter, we got, um, she hadn't done well on one of her testing. I don't know how they do it in Colorado, but in Florida, they take like all these crazy standardized tests and, Um, you know, and the teacher had come back and had said, well, she actually went backwards on her testing. You know, we need to meet about this. Right. And I, I really, I was like, I I can't handle this kind of a change in my life. I'm so busy already managing my two children and these businesses. And, and I feel like I'm already falling apart. And I, I was so resistant. I remember having the conversation with my mom. I was like, mom, I can't do this. I know I need to be more present. And I know I need to do more and I can't. And I was so like angry inside because I was like, I don't know how to adapt my life for this change. But it was clear to me that I wasn't spending enough time with my daughter on her homework and making sure that she was doing what she was supposed to be doing. Like I was failing. Let's be honest. I was I, not like epic failure, but I, I was skating by with supporting her and her schoolwork and, and it showed up and I was like, okay, cool. I need to do something different here. And, and it was very painful at first. Right. So she has like, so the kids have activities on both on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like we're almost gone the whole time. And she has probably three hours of, they call them tech goals that she has to do. And so it was like, well, where in the world am I going to find the time to do this? And you know, what's interesting. So now we're like four months into it. Let's say, let's say three months. Right. So I started doing flashcards with the kids in the car when we'd be going places, or I would require as soon as they came home, they had to do their tech goals first and they couldn't, you know, do, do things. So like, I know this is a specific example, but I'm hoping that our listeners can kind of take their part from of it, right? Like I was super angry about the change. I didn't want to make it. I also knew I had to make it. And, and so I had to kind of work through all the emotions that came with that. This wasn't, I guess, a change, a change that I was choosing, but it was something I knew I had to do. And it felt really uncomfortable. So uncomfortable at first, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. There was no way this could ever happen. And like the other day, Avery told me, she, she doesn't love her Wednesday horse lessons. Right. Um, 
for a number of reasons. But I said, well, we could change the day that you do lessons. And she said, well, mom, I really like getting all of my tech goals done by Tuesday. So I really don't want to change it. So it was like, I, my jaw dropped and I said, hold on. So we made so many changes and she loves math now. Like she's looking forward to it. Like there were so many, there's so many positive things that have come out of this change that I didn't want to make. And I knew it, I knew that I wasn't doing it right. And I needed that like kick in the butt to say, okay, well, things have to change. And then I decided they would change and they did. And it was painful and it was hard and I didn't think I could do it. And then we did it. And it was like, the outcome was amazing. So that's my story, I guess. Sarah, I, I wasn't love expecting this. to tell that. No, this is tough. so cool because this isn't, tough. this not even about you. It's about a child, your child who you love more than yourself. A lot of the time we do that with our kids. <laughs> And so we're more emotional about the things that they're going through. But what I really heard was your, your role was to help incorporate this. And this, the key to success was maybe called, um, stick to itiveness, you know, like yeah. persistent stick to it. Yeah. If you just stuck to it, eventually it worked. Oh my it God. It did. And it was, it took a lot of communication, you know, it took a lot of, um, you know, cause I actually didn't even know, to be honest, it, it's the, all the systems that the school uses were difficult. So I did, I had to figure out all these different logins. I had to start talking to her teachers more, you know, I really, and I was even having to hold her teacher accountable on, on different things and, and all that. So yeah, there was so many things that had to change. Um, and, and I didn't even know that they were going to have to change. All I knew at the beginning was like, this isn't working. Now let's work through, through the change. And now we're in a good spot. So I absolutely yeah. love that. You know, I think um, it's time to wrap because I just heard Pickle yelping and it's my turn to uh, take over. Uh, We're taking uh, turns right now. But I, you yes. know, this whole conversation has led me to this, this realization that you bring something new into your life. It enters your life. There's this new reality and you have three options. And any option could be good depending on where you are in your life, right? And depending on what right. that new situation was. Your first option is you could just say no and send it back and be done. Right. Get rid of it. Whatever you added, you're like, nope, the broccoli diet, no, you know, whatever, <laughs> send it back. Um, the second thing is that you could find a way to incorporate it into your life. So if we use like, you know, puppy, it would be, well, we're not going to change our life one bit. We're just going to get a backpack and bring that thing with us on everything we ever do. And that's our life. You just like incorporate it. You really slide right. it in and you really meld it in. But then they there's another backpacks for that. Just so you know, yeah. they do. I, oh, yeah. I've, I've been looking because <laughs> you can't leave pickle alone for a second right now. Um, and the third option 
is you can give it a little time, give it some stick to and use it as an opportunity to carve out a new path for yourself, yeah. a bit of a new identity where this new thing lives in your life, but it's also helped you evolve into someone new. Yeah. So I like all three options right now. I'm uh, we're, cons- we're not sending pickle back. We're considering number two with the constant backpack companion, yeah. but I'm hoping we end at number three and that it just becomes a new life, but time will tell, right? Yes, it will. And I think the key here is flexibility. You mentioned that earlier. And so being flexible. And and I think, so just one last tidbit of wisdom to share is I've had a similar gut reaction of anger to other changes that I've, I've kind of pushed their way in my life. And I'm like, I'm angry because I don't want to have to make that change. So I'm wondering if any of you have had the same kind of feeling too. It's like, you know, and again, this, the puppy that you're referencing is a, it's a choice that you've kind of made and you've brought it in, you know, but sometimes changes come that are unwanted um, or you didn't necessarily choose them, right. And, and have them come into your life. And so I have often found that kind of this, this resistance to change is often a good indicator. And I'm like, oh, I have to look at that. Why am I resisting that? Why is it making me so angry? And there's usually a good reason why. And, and then once I kind of relax on my resistance to it, um, the change can come in, it can flow, you know, a little bit easier than me just being like, I want to say no. Right. I guess maybe that's it. My, I want to give it back. And I would say, I don't want to make that change. I'm not changing. And then you don't always get that choice. <laughs> so, cause it keeps knocking on your door. And so I think when you open up and, and you do have the flexibility and, and, and all that, it makes it a little different. So anyways, I love this conversation. I hope you enjoyed joining us today as well. We'd love to hear your comments um, or you can email us and, and tell us what you thought. Um, but thank you as always for being a part of our amazing community and um, we'll see you in the next episode. All right, everybody, definitely share your newness with us. Yeah. And I will say there's a reason they make babies and puppies cute. And I, and I didn't make that up. All right, everybody. We're done for today. Over and out. We'll see you later.